Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Random Relevant Thoughts. You can call me R. I'm just a regular person sharing my thoughts on subjects that are random yet relevant. I am not here to debate my thoughts or your thoughts. I hope to keep it intellectually entertaining. Feel free to join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, follow, comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to keep up with my latest post. Today's topic is Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country is a series that premiered on HBO. It's an interestingly weird series. Um, I enjoyed it. Me and my husband, we enjoyed watching it. I like that it showed sister relationships. Two of the main characters were sisters. And I like to see that dynamic on screen because I have sisters and I have friends that I consider sisters. The decade that the film was placed in, I believe, was the 1950s. There were some time travel elements in the film, so it goes even further back into the past. But I think that was the main era. And I love the 50s. Uh, my grandmother, who was a big influence on in my life, that was the time that she would have been a young woman. And I never really got to see any pictures or anything of her as a young woman. So I kind of got to like you know, live vicariously through the film and to see like, well, I wonder what my grandma would have been like. I love the music and the poetry for Lovecraft Country. It was uh, very unique music. Some of the songs I've heard before, there was a lot of poetry, some talking points that talked about things pertaining to race relations. And I thought that it was very powerful to include it in this particular series. The very first episode, there were some things that happened. I don't want to be giving away too much stuff here, but uh, one particular scene that stood out to me was the three main characters. They were traveling, and they had this book that they would um, they would mark places that were safe for Black people to travel in the fifties, which I felt was. It's like, wow, like my grandma was alive during this time where you had to have a book of places to where you could go if you had to eat or stop. You know, that was just, that was mind blowing to me. But they came across this one particular restaurant. I think they believed that the restaurant was one of the safe places, but come to find out something happened and it was no longer a safe place for black people to go. And the scene, it was just so crazy because one of the main characters, I believe it was Letitia. I think that's how you say it. But the she overheard like these people pretty much plotting to come and kill them. And like she came running out the back like, oh, no, we got to get up out of here. So I just thought that was that was crazy just to kind of see. So let's see. So another episode that I liked was the Holy Ghost episode. I think that was the third episode. It was very, very powerful. The episode pretty much was Letitia, she bought a house, but the house was haunted. And it was haunted by a guy who was going around like pretty much like a serial killer uh, collecting black people, but he was a doctor of some sort. So he was doing these weird experiments utilizing black people. But what's so crazy is this, that's something that, has happened in reality so to see it on the screen it was just kind of like wow like this is 
this is deep. But the way that they got rid of the evil spirit at the end, I felt like it was so powerful. It gave me goosebumps. I like the closing song, Center Man at the end. Nina Simone, um, she did the song. That was the first time I ever heard it, but I don't know who the person was that was singing it for their film. Whoever she was, she did a good job too. And I thought that it kind of tied into everything because Nina Simone, that was really her era as well, the 50s and the 60s. Um, even though, like I said, she wasn't the person singing it, but I think she's probably one of the most known singers of that song. So let's see. So I like that it showed how black veterans were treated when they came home from the war. I believe it was the Korean war that the main character Atticus went to. And for me, I like to see that because that would have been the time that my grandfather was alive and he was in the war. And, you know, Black people, we really have fought in almost every, no, we fought in every war in American history. It's just to see that these people will go off and fight for their country only to come back and be treated still like a second-class citizen. So that was something interesting to see as well. Another episode that was kind of interesting, there was the main character's sister, Letitia's sister, I believe her name was Letty and she was like a blue soul singer or whatever, but she had her own internal things that she was facing. Like she was, you know, trying to maintain, trying to stay ahead of the game. And she really wanted to work at a department store. I guess during that era, department stores was like the ideal job to have, but because she was black, she had a very hard time making that happen. So one of the other main characters, I believe her name was Christina. She was, um, a, she's a white girl and she's into magic. She was into magic. Really this whole series is evolved around like magic and pretty much race. That's, that's what this series is kind of about. So Christina befriends Letty for her own personal reasons, but she gives her this serum that she can use and what happens is she turns into a white woman and while she turns into this white woman she's able to go out and live out her dreams but the interesting thing is is that Christina takes the serum as well but she takes it to live her life as a white man because even though during that time white women had you know more privileges they still weren't looked at like white men or they still weren't put on the same pedestal as white men so it was just interesting to see that I like that this show involved black people in magic a lot of times you don't see shows with black people in sci-fi or magic if you know we're in a horror movie we usually get killed off like in the beginning of the film I like that this film showed what it was like for black gay men in the 50s it kind of shined a light on how it was for them accepting who they were and trying to live according to what society deemed acceptable. And lastly, I really like the character Diana Freeman. She was the preteen in the film and I just loved everything about her really because she reminded me of myself. And it's only been maybe one or two other times where I felt like I saw myself in a character and that would have been in the Spike Lee film, Crooklyn. I believe the main character, her name was Troy. 
And she had like the braids and the beads and she had brothers and they would play and fight. And that's how I, me and my brothers were, you know, we would play, we would fight. I wore beads, you know, and Diana Freeman, when I saw her, the way she had her hair, the way her hair was, when my grandmother would press my hair out, that is the same way my hair would be. And she also was a young lady learning life coming into her own, but she, she wasn't fearful. Well, I'm not going to say she wasn't fearful, but she, she held her own in situations. And I felt like, wow, I can really relate to, to this young woman's character. So those are the things that I liked about Lovecraft Country. Some people may find it a little, maybe a little much. I don't know. Um, it does involve, you know, magic and sci-fi and for everybody that may not be your thing, but for me, it was, it was nice. I appreciated seeing that brought to life. So now I want to read this article. There's a deeper meaning behind this whole Lovecraft country is it goes deep. Um, the person that is actually based off of and all of that jazz. So brace yourself. So this article was published by refinery29.com. It was written by Ariana Brockington. And the title of this article is, this is what Lovecraft country really means. So we're about to get into the reading. Whether you are watching HBO's new series, Lovecraft country as a sci-fi fanatic or someone without any knowledge of his work, you might not know the full extent of how influential horror author H.P. Lovecraft's tales are deeply steeped in exclusion and racism. To keep the audience out of the dark, the show shines a light on the writer's racist history while also bringing his monsters to life. Showrunner Misha Green, using the template of Lovecraft Country Book by Matt Ruff, turns Lovecraft's monsters and his racist past into a prestige, big-budget HBO series featuring black actors in a genre they rarely lead. To fully understand the significance of the series, we have to take a look at the meaning of Lovecraft Country and how Lovecraft's disturbing beliefs play a major role in his legacy. Here's everything you need to know about the history of Lovecraft Country and how the series builds from it. What is Lovecraft Country and where is Lovecraft Country? At the beginning of Lovecraft Country, Atticus, our hero, is obsessed with the science fiction and horror, receives a letter from his father, Montrose, Michael Kenneth Williams, who tells him that a secret birthright is waiting for our protagonist in Ardham. Atticus initially misreads the letter and thinks the legacy is in a fictional town called Arkham. The mistake is really a reference to the imaginary town Arkham, Massachusetts, where Lovecraft said many of his horror tales. Atticus, with the company of his uncle George, Courtney B. Vance, and childhood friend Letitia Journey Smollett, then journeys from Chicago to the New England area to find this inheritance and his missing father. The Arkham Lovecraft invented is based on the Massachusetts town Oakham. He grew up in New England, in Providence, Rhode Island to be exact and was inspired by his surroundings. In his writings, he often mentioned well-known or made-up versions of New England cities. He used his extensive knowledge of New England's culture and geography to create real-world real setting 
were his gruesome monsters, including the fame. I'm going to spell this out because I'm not sure if I'm saying it right or if I'm going to say it right. C-T-H-U-L-H-U could exist. What's in H.P. Lovecraft's racist track record? Mythological demons and creatures were at the center of Lovecraft's book, but there is something you won't find in his spooky short stories and novels. Black people as main characters. Lovecraft's contribution to the horror genre is associated with his toxic, racist beliefs that he didn't keep secret. He wrote a poem in 1912 called On the Creation of N-Words, which is referenced in recent Slate article about Lovecraft's racist past. In the writing, he refers to black people as a beast and semi-human figure. The author was also xenophobic, anti-Semitic, and a white supremacist. Lovecraft supported Adolf Hitler and believed lynchings were necessary to prevent interracial relationships. In one of Lovecraft's letters included in Lord of a Visible Word, an autobiography of his writings, he wrote, Anything is better than mongrelization in defense of lynchings in the South. The letters also include hate-fueled, racist language about Jewish, Chinese, Portuguese, Italian, and Latinx people, as well as other racial and ethnic groups. Aware of the author's well-documented and offensive beliefs, writer Matt Ruff wrote his 2016 novel using monsters from Lovecraft's fiction, but inserted them into a book about a Black protagonist, Atticus, living during the United States Jim Crow era. He centered a black man in a genre that Lovecraft explicitly tried to keep people of color out of. How Misha Green reinvented Lovecraft Country for HBO. Showrunner Green, along with executive producers Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams, adapted Ruff's book for HBO and took his message a step further. During an interview with the New York Times, Green shared she has read Lovecraft's work, but she understandably wasn't a huge fan of his writing since she knows of his racist opinions. So instead of exploring more of Lovecraft's mythology in her series, she decided to broaden Ruff's story by including the words of Black writers like James Baldwin. And I'm going to spell his his or her first name. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. N-T-O-Z-A-K-E Shang in the show. She shared her initial reaction to Ruff's book in a Q&A with HBO. I was blown away, I thought. I want to explore these characters and their journeys, Green said. She also compared Lovecraft Country to her previous series, Underground, explaining how both series tap similar ideas and questions. What are we willing to do for our freedom and what does freedom actually mean? While the horror drama in the book is based on include Lovecraft's terrifying concepts and creatures, Green is careful not to praise Lovecraft of his work. I think it was that thing Matt was doing that I was really intrigued about, which is the idea of reclaiming it and not saying that we're going to honor all of your contributions to this genre. And there are many, but we're going to take that. We're going to acknowledge who you are as a person as well. And we're going to move forward, Green told the rap in August. Green used Ruff's book as a jumping off point. She said in her HBO interview, she saw endless possibilities when transferring the novel to television. The TV format allowed her to make a Goonie-style episode, then sci-fi, then mystery, then a ghost story. Go bananas and reclaim all of those storytelling styles for characters who typically died at the beginning of those stories. She added, one of the reasons I love horror so much is when it's done well, you can keep peeling away the layers and see something new every time. 
Green series overturns Lovecraft's exclusionary racist world and designed one that is just as scary. She is helping create a new path in sci-fi horror genre where Lovecraft and his small-minded prejudiced beliefs are thankfully no longer welcome. So that was that article. When I found out the backstory of Lovecraft Country, it just made the series even more powerful for me to be able to take something, take an idea from someone and repurpose it. To take an idea from someone and take the very people that he despised or disliked and to take those people, make them the main character to show how they would have been treated during the time that he would have been writing these novels. Like the whole idea and concept is just brilliant to me. I feel like this is some award-winning material here that they've created or that they've come up with. You know, it's unfortunate that H.P. Lovecraft felt the way that he did whenever he felt the way that he did. It's nice to know that you could take lemons and make lemonade out of it. You know, I know other people like his work and, you know, respect his work. I'm not trying to take nothing from him as a writer or as a creative, but unfortunately he wouldn't have appealed or his opinions and his ideas about other people, people of color in particular, you know, unfortunately that, that takes away. I know a lot of people say you separate the man from the craft or whatever, but sometimes that's hard to do. You know, it's just, it's not that easy to do always. When you get some time, check out this series. It's definitely worth watching. It's interesting. It's shocking. It's appealing. Just brace yourself.